0: Hello and welcome back to this episode of the Peak Results Academy. I'm your host, Rich Fournier. And in this episode, I sit down with Mark Thiessen. Now, Mark Thiessen is a commercial real estate broker um, with Remax Professionals located in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Now, Mark has been in the commercial real estate industry for the better part of 26 years. And his expertise spans all sectors of commercial real estate in Winnipeg. Now, He's attained some pretty amazing results in that market. He was a top five commercial associate from 2011, 2012. Uh, In 2010 to 12, he was top 11 worldwide. So stay tuned uh, to hear how you can create peak results in the commercial real estate market.
1: Have you ever wondered why some people thrive in all areas of their life? Welcome to the Peak Results Academy podcast with your host, Rich Fournier. Each week, we interview industry experts who consistently dominate in the fields of health, business, and beyond. Our mission is to share their personal struggles
0: and strategies so that you can create your own peak results. Welcome. Well, hello everyone. Rich Fournier here from the Peak Results Academy podcast, and I'm super excited today to have a guest from Western Ontario, uh, sorry, Western Canada with us today, Mark Thiessen. He's a commercial real estate agent out of Winnipeg, Manitoba. Welcome to the podcast today. Hey Richard, thanks
2: very much for having me.
0: And Mark, you know, before we get started, um, as you are quite aware, this podcast is about trying to cr- figure out why someone has created a peak result in their respective business. And I just want to maybe share a few highlights of your career. It's not everything by any means, but just want to share with our listeners some of the highlights. I mean, you've you've attained some pretty good numbers over the course of a 30-year career in commercial real estate. You're the number one agent by volume with REMAX professionals in 2016 through 2019 top five Western Canada commercial associates for 2010, 11, 12, 16 through 19 and top 10 worldwide in 2010, 11, and 12. Some pretty amazing results, Mark.
2: Thank thank you. I'm I'm pretty proud of that. I always say that, uh, If that can be done from little old Winnipeg, you know, just over 1.1 million people, uh, uh, I'm pretty proud of that.
0: You should be, you know. You know, most of my experience, of course, has been in the residential real estate market. And um, so I'm looking forward to this conversation today to learn about commercial real estate. And my experience and what I understand is that very few people make it in the commercial arena, it's super difficult in the beginning you don't make any money in the beginning you don't get paid for a long time Um, so I was wondering if we if you don't mind going back to the beginning and letting us know um, did you have a career before commercial real estate or how you know and when did you get into the commercial real estate game
2: yeah I really really didn't have a career before I got into commercial real estate I started when I was 22 and uh, was very fortunate that I had a family mentor who was in commercial real estate who had done residential for two years and crossed over and became uh, an absolute uh, enigma in our province and was president of the Canadian Real Estate Association at one point. And uh, the reason I find it so fortuitous is that uh, uh, I asked him a lot of questions, Uh, didn't necessarily go to the right firm at first, but uh, asked him a lot of questions and got into commercial real estate because it excited me. I wasn't looking at the lifestyle of the Monday to Friday and having evenings and weekends off. And my skill set is really built for commercial real estate. And that's the real fortunate bounce that I got by by lucking into getting into commercial real estate.
0: Um, Did you have an educational background to understand balance sheets and how to really understand if this was a, a good situation for somebody?
2: Th- that's that's the funny thing about my upbringing is my parents were both uh teachers uh I called them teachers and counterfeiters we moved a lot but uh they were uh both teachers one was had a masters one had a phd and uh and I was being tested from a very young age uh doing math at 3 and and reading before that and uh and uh doing this sat and uh doing tests all my life i never really had to work at school and uh kind of by uh the end of school, kind of, kind of hated school, um, but they had taught me so much, and uh, you know we're, we're we're book smart people and not people smart people, I would say as we are. But uh, I look back, um, especially now since my dad has passed away, that, at how many takeaways and how many skills they gave me. Uh, A not wanting to be like them, but but also wanting to, uh, to to build on the education that they gave me they gave me an immense vocabulary uh, a will to work um, the value of a dollar anytime they loaned me money for uh, anything I wanted to buy there was an interest rate attached and uh, and you had to work for it nothing was given to me
0: and when you got started in commercial real estate like how does one start in commercial real estate like i you know I have an idea you know residential we help people do that but <laughs> What do you do to start off in the commercial real estate game?
2: My my mentor was at the uh, at the winter of his career and basically just doing arbitrations and that kind of thing. Uh, and he had had his license parked with a certain broker and asked him these questions over a period of time. And he said, you know, just go talk to the broker and sign up. And uh, so I didn't look around and uh, meet with a number of different firms. I just went to work there and uh, had been offered uh, opportunities in life insurance, which uh it's kind of the same thing that I liken it to commercial real estate, that you're, you're building an annuity, a snowball that grows bigger and bigger as you go on, but you start off starving. And, and the difference between life insurance and real estate, I felt I was selling a tangible. Um, but I just went to work, and uh, I still don't think there's necessarily a training program in commercial real estate, but my boss said to me the first day, um, you know, there's a phone and uh, the phone book, there used to be phone books, and uh, we'll see you at lunch. And um, I think I made eleven thousand dollars my first year, so uh, it was uh, it was a, a learning experience. I wasn't even very assertive, you know. If uh, if we had to order pizza or uh, a bill collector was calling, not that that happened all that often, I would get my wife to call it. Uh, in that first year, she walked into my office one day and heard me talking to a client, and uh, realized pretty quickly that I had uh, understood that I had to change my demeanor and uh, and take an active role in this, or it wasn't going to happen.
0: So you you get the phone book. So I'm still trying to understand who are you calling and what do you think?
2: The way they tell you to start off in commercial real estate, and I don't know if it's changed is start phoning people and finding out when their lease expires and get details about their lease. And if you can help them and start diarizing that. And um, that's a pretty long road because their lease may be three years away or two years away. And in that first year or first couple of months, you know, I had I, done sales all my life, but uh, I don't know that I believed in myself. How, how was someone going to choose me to be their representative to, uh, to work on their lease renewal?
0: Right, right. And, you know, self-identity or the self-image that we hold of ourselves is the catalyst for everything. And did you recognize that about yourself or did someone point it out to you?
2: I took certain initiatives um, myself when I realized that my my boss was going to do his own work and not assist me at all. In fact, once I was in his car uh, at a meeting of mine, I brought him along to a meeting of mine, and he stopped off on a client's uh, on the way back and said, just wait in the car. I said, well, what am I going to learn if I'm waiting in the car? So I went to uh, my real estate board and uh, tapped into a few different resources. Uh, the first two things that I did that were most meaningful for me is I I studied the four personality types, which has been talked about by many methods, the Herman Brain Dominance Institute test and, and, and others. There's only four different types of people. Uh, first, we understand who the people are that I might be selling to when I could sell something and... Uh, and then there's 47 different methods of closing. And, uh, and I studied those and the ones that were most appropriate to, uh, to real estate. There are ones that don't work. Uh, you know, the puppy dog clothes, take it home for a couple of weeks and see if you like it. And uh, it doesn't work too well in commercial real estate.
0: <laughs> Definitely not. And so, you, so it sounds like you started off very early on on a path of personal and self-development.
2: Uh, absolutely, I hit the books, and uh, I've always had an inner drive, um, and uh, just really reached in on that. I wasn't uh, very experienced in business. I was I was able to sell things and um, ha- have a, a virtual idyllic memory, so I've retained everything I've learned, and and could memorize everything I, I've ever learned, and I, I really just spent time on that. I I didn't have clients that were asking me to show them properties or to meet with them to discuss their lease. Um, I went system by system, identifying different streets and hitting every business and every building in in, in, in blocks and identifying that. And then I spent time hitting the books and I guess really doing that education part of how I could make myself better.
0: You know, there's a gap between knowing something and doing something. You know, there, there's always a problem in the execution of an idea. Um, so how were you able to bridge the gap from a, a personality of maybe more inclined to educate versus do?
2: Well, well it's, really, it's really, I think, a confidence factor. And I think that's what becomes the, the strength as you move forward on on a career like this. If you've, if you've took the time to learn things uh, my parents being educators, I always said, uh, you know, education's largely a waste of time. Experience is everything, and, uh, and it's the experiences and, um, and the uh, the mistakes that you make uh, along the way that, that that really form who you are if you're willing to take notice of them.
0: Do you, um, inside your, your business today, do you have a formalized, mm, customer client relationship management system to really keep yourself organized on where clients are today future people or is it just and um you've been in the game so long that people are just calling you
2: it's 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 the one thing i regret that you know if i started my business today i would record everyone of value and, and have that uh, computer rolodex of uh, of the people um I have a uh, I have an incredible memory. I know all of my phone numbers. I know all of my clients' phone numbers. I know their their wife's phone numbers. I know I-, I can memorize everything. So really, it's my brain uh, centrifugally going around and catching the details, um, touching base with people, which uh, which the internet in so many ways has made uh, so much easier. But uh, it, it you know it's really. If I get hit by a bus, I guess I guess the business isn't there. But 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 my phone, based on the way I treat people, uh, the honesty—I never have to look back on my notes and reflect on what did I say because I know what I would have said. It would have been the same thing I would say today. And um, referrals from other agents and people calling me directly—you uh, know—it's a funny thing when people call from uh, Google or uh, you know you don't you don't uh, you know you could, you could uh, come up on the page better. Your SEOs aren't working. Uh, I says, well, I actually want to get fewer calls and better calls. If, 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 you, if, if you can put me through to that department, I'm interested. But I don't want my phone to ring more often.
0: Got it. Got it. Um, if you were to give someone advice today to start off in the commercial real estate market, um, what would be the top three things that you can give them today to, to get started? To actually. I, I-
2: I think it's a different era today to get started, and um, and most people aren't willing to do this. Um, I've, I've ran with partnering with deals with various people in the office that really want a home run over the fence with the baseball rolling through the parking lot at Fenway, and that's that's not the way it works. Um, I think uh, you know two things. Number one is most people try to transverse from residential to commercial, and they're familiar with sales. They may have some clients that are renovators or flippers, and, and that's an okay place to start. But um, le- leasing is a mainstream of my business, and some of my biggest deals uh, have been leasing. Uh, you have to be able to do leasing and sales. They're two different things. But the the easiest or the best way to, to cut your teeth in commercial would be to find a mentor, someone you really respect, maybe be able to join a team, and you're going to take a um, – a small percentage of the commission. And if you have the ability to learn and the willingness to learn, um, that's gonna give you some credibility. It's probably a four-year process before everybody in, in a market um, recognizes you and gives you the wide berth that they
0: give to other people. And probably not gonna eat for the first four years
2: you're going to have to have some money in reserves and you're going to have to have a plan of, of how you're going to get there, but you're going to work for a shred and you're going to work long hours. Um, that's, I mean, that's the issue with people today. I mean, a lot of people do want an instant fix. People buy lottery tickets. People try different careers. This is my third, fourth, different career. Um, everyone's trying to find something that works quickly. And, um, the biggest benefit here is, as you look at my accreditations, especially since 2010, um, is I started in 1987, and uh, it take it takes time to get to that level. It's not something that happens overnight.
0: Seems to be a common theme with many people that I speak with. It doesn't matter what industry it is, it's the, the level of commitment and consisting on a daily basis to do things that other people don't want to do for a very, very, very long time. Absolutely. That seems to be there. We just summed up what it takes every business right there.
2: (laughs) I tell, I tell, I tell people in my office, you know, I mean, a lot of people um, come to the office to get away from the house. um, um, Waste time. Uh, We all procrastinate. I I try and procrastinate less, but uh, you know, a lot of people, people leave the business. People are unsatisfied with what they're doing. And I, I tell people if you're unsatisfied with the results, you have to look back on
0: the effort you're putting in. It's probably a direct correlation there. Yeah, I can see that. And even on the residential side, we see the same thing. Where um, How many people did I talk to today about buying and selling a piece of property? And um, it's a pretty simple thing, but very difficult to do on a consistent daily basis. Basically, you're a factory worker, developing relationships over time and having the same conversations on a daily basis.
2: Yeah, if you question yourself, if you're unhappy with where you are... Uh, you know you have to be honest with yourself about what you actually put into the uh, engine or into the manufacturing model to turn out a
0: finished product when you look at the commercial industry the commercial real estate industry will technology change how a deals done in the future
2: technology has been has been the biggest uh, biggest Additive to my business. I, I remember I find it so funny. I watched Lloyd Robertson from the CTV National News talking about the information superhighway. <laughs> and I thought, well, I, I'll be retired before this has any impact on our, on our business. But uh, I've always had uh, a, a large group of friends, a, a sphere of influence in and in a, in a large group of clients. And I wasn't the person that did the handwritten cards or, or, or mail-outs. I'm a person that did it by phone. So I, I can tell you about some previous cell phone bills that I had, but I always kept in touch with people. The Internet, through, um, through text and, and every other medium you can use, has allowed me to have the, the footprint of Bigfoot. Um, every time when I had to record government data, uh, and get the ID from people that I was dealing with. Since Fintrack was involved, I recorded my clients' birthdays, their anniversaries. And that now I know when their daughter skinned their knee. I mean, everything is on Facebook or or some other medium, and um, it, it allows me to touch people so many more times. There's people that want to be prodded by by text um, and contacted in different ways. You have to know which way your client likes to be approached, mm-hmm. and uh, and just keep
0: rinse repeat. rinse repeat um will there come a day where blockchain and big data will allow somebody to do a transaction without you
2: you know that's probably one of the the miracles of uh, of small market um data providers aren't, aren't, uh, aren't around in my market. They're focused on, uh, Montreal, Toronto, Calgary, perhaps in Vancouver. And, um, there's no way they get into small town, British Columbia. There's, 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 there's little interest for them to come to Winnipeg. Um, I've done deals outside of my province. I once sold a property without meeting the seller, the buyer, or visiting the property, but, uh, but it was a bank and uh, and a post office, so it was pretty uh, readily available r- rural property that could have been sold. But um, the face-to-face is, is really needed. And um, what I do, what I've grown to be able to do for my clients is to be that interpreter. And uh, there are some people that you do a deal and um, have to pay you a commission. Most of the clients I have love paying commission.
0: Does they feel like they're protected through you?
2: They're, they're getting a really high level of value. I, I focused on, after learning people, I, I learned documents and I'm able to retain things. I have, I have kept all the clauses I've ever written um, and uh, authored the uh, offer to lease the Winnipeg Realtors uses and co-authored the offer to purchase the Manitoba Real Estate Association offers. So they know that I'm knowledgeable. They know that I've retained things, that I've written a number of clauses and that I'm fully up on documentation. And I've always felt that I'm there to protect them. Um, if people don't take a shot, if they want to talk about properties and investigate properties, but never write an offer, it's not someone that's going to be a client of mine. If someone takes a shot and writes an offer and there's anything untoward on the investigation of the property, we run away together.
0: You know, we've, uh, I, I attempted to do one commercial lease deal. I hated it. you really have to know what you're doing you can really hurt a client it's it's really
2: two things i lived in a a bedroom community of winnipeg and a few close friends insisted i sell their house and i i told them i says it's not something that I, i do i mean i have people i would refer it to if you want my name on it absolutely they'll still do all the work they are two different things i've seen very few people ever be able to transverse from residential to commercial real estate as they're two completely different things. Uh, residential gets the drug administered regularly, and we have to come to the office and smile and uh, and put our face on every day whether or not we've been paid that month.
0: <laughs> I understand that. I think for maybe only the top 3% of residential real estate agents um, get administered that drug Frequently, <laughs> 97% don't. Um, so um, when you look at, you know, as a commercial, successful commercial professional, um, what separates your success or someone who's attained the same level of success from a pr- somebody who um, is just not able to continue on in that sphere? Like there has to be something.
2: Every every deal isn't a deal, and every phone call isn't uh, isn't a client. I've um, yeah, you know, I've pride pride myself on being able to sift through um, the leads. Uh, being at a largely residential office, I get a number of leads, and the people stop in a couple of times a week, wondering how their deal is going. I says, you know, go back and focus on on your deals. You might do five deals before this is done, but. Um, you really want to really be able to sniff out the people that are, that are serious and going to follow through. And, um, and that's, that's the real key is identifying who the real people are, investing your time in them, giving them honest, uh, honest information. If you're always up front with people like that, they may forget you for a couple of years, but they will come back to you after their next experience. Fair
0: enough. Mm -hmm, Fair enough. Now, when you um, start your year, do you have a goal in mind or is it just something you already innately know that there's a certain amount of business that will happen that year? Well,
2: I start, I start my year the same way every, every, uh, every year. I get the uh, invite from the Winnipeg realtors to attest a, to attend a uh, forecast breakfast or luncheon. And uh, I write my own forecasts, 2020. It's gonna be great. I just change the year and, and I go about my business, but I, I cycle, commercial deals take a period of time and I always plan out where my business is going, how many conditional deals I have, what I have on the board. And um, at this point in my life, I, I also like to travel and uh, I book travel far in advance and, and pay more for it than, than other people, but I work towards holidays. And um, when I get in that 90-day window outside of a holiday, I know that it's time to go and get some listings and get some conditional deals on the board where I can get the conditions removed before, before I leave. Um, I was away um, from December 31st. Uh, fortunately, I, I got my winter holidays in from December 31st to January 23rd. And again, uh, from February 22nd to March 3rd. And was able to be top producer in the office in February by a mile.
0: It's phenomenal. Um, is there a certain amount of work that you do daily to keep your mindset in such a strong state? And it's okay. I, that, I, I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to lead you, but like, is there something that you do to, to keep such a strong... Um, I
2: I make uh, you know I mean I think a lot of people might do this I mean I I make a, a to do list much like a grocery list of the people that I need to touch reach out deals on ongoing um, Apple CarPlay and uh and and, and Bluetooth uh, phones in my car has made a big difference in my business. Uh, I used to have a 45-minute drive to the office. I now have a three-minute drive. And I listen, listen to my rock and roll on the way in. And then the radio is off the rest of the day. And I'm making calls the entire time I'm driving to any appointment. As I scroll through people's names to call, I see other names. It reminds me of other people that I should touch. And I add to that. Uh, now with the voice act- activation with Apple CarPlay, um, I'm immensely faster
0: is there anything on uh, your podcast or your audio book that, or your book list that you're currently um, in, engaged in today that you think people should listen to or read? I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I have
2: an answer. for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. All good. Um, I'd like to go down to the COVID-19 road. If you don't mind, it's timely. It's, you know, I think, you know, we chatted at length before we started recording about thought processes and COVID-19 and um, how are your current clients feeling about it? And what has been your advice to them through this process?
2: I think, I think people are looking for information. Um, and, uh, I've, I've taken on quite a different role during this period. Um, you know, I say partially of being a counselor. I mean, some people just want to check in and, uh, I'm sure people are checking in with their financial planner and wondering how things are going. And uh, I think some people just want to hear that uh, I picked up the phone and uh, there's a voice on the other end of the line. We're in a very predictable market in Winnipeg. It's uh, it's a little easier than than big markets to be able to uh, to give people a forecast. Aside from that, I've also been uh, you know able to hone my negotiation skills. I've been negotiating uh, mortgage deferrals and. Um, rent deferrals for some tenants that just can't be open with owners that can that have the ability to do that. That these aren't widespread. And um you know you're being you're being a bit of a counselor and a negotiator. I had a showing I had one showing this week the other one canceled. Um and uh the other agent said uh you know a client asked him to negotiate these rent deferrals. He goes that's not my job. That's absolutely my job. I am there for whatever my client needs. And I think during this time which I truly feel is going to be extended because there's an attitude of fear out there. And there's also an attitude of carelessness, which is what's going to have this last a lot longer than it should have. And uh, I, I think people want to know that there's life on the vine. Um, I've created with, with a business partner that I work at with, what are the opportunities? Who are the people we should be focusing on that we can sell to? And we're spending the rest of the time uh, being available and being a contact for people. There are always opportunities with anything like this that happens. Uh, a really, really good example, I mean, a very bizarre example, but uh, which companies have done well in this situation? And uh, the one I really point out is is Subaru. I saw a commercial on TV and they go, we usually advertise our cars, but they went in to thank the caregivers and was a 30-second ad that they're paying for. There's a number of, of uh, related COVID-19 ads coming out these days. That was one of the things that they did. Secondly, when I walked in the house the other day, my, my wife was watching Ellen, as she sometimes does, and uh, there was a a, a young mother uh, that had just been laid off uh, in the audience whose daughter had cerebral palsy, was never going to walk, and does walk, but she's been laid off, and um, and uh, she was on the show and uh, Subaru offered her, just go to your nearest dealership. You have a job and we're giving you a $20,000 sign bonus. <laughs> they're going to sell a lot of Subarus. And I'm always very optimistic. I mean, people are hearing when they're talking to me you now, there's things to be concerned of. We have to be safe, but I'm very positive And I think people are running into, they call their agent and people are very negative We're not going to make as much money in the next uh, coming months, but um, the people that are there for people are going to come out of this making more money. There's going to be fewer agents in the future.
0: That has been a consensus of the top, you know, 1% of people that I'm speaking with in the, in the industry. um, That now is the time. And if anyone's listening to this podcast, watching this video, now is the time where you're going to be judged how you treat people through this process and how you show up is how you're going to be judged and it will determine how you get through this and what's going to happen after this is over.
2: Great article on CNBC from Mark Cuban. I mean the way employees treat their their employers treat their employees will shape what their company looks like for decades. And the next 6 months and the next year after we come out of this situation is going to be the litmus test.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, <clears throat> do you have any advice for any commercial people outside your market, what they should be doing today for their clients and their respective rosters? Like, what, are they, what should they do during this time?
2: Well, I think it's the same thing in any type of downturn. A lot of people are very negative and are quick to uh, criticize things that are going on, whether it's a financial downturn or something like this. And, and I think that it's a time that you have to be Potentially more available. I, I won't say when uh, when December hits or markets are slow. People people go to the bar necessarily, but uh, it's something you have to be more available on, and uh, you have to also watch your your social footprint. Uh, some people are stuck at home and are wanting to be at home every day, and are and are making a different cocktail or eating or drinking every day. Um, is that? what your your client wants to see is that what they want to know what you're doing i think i think i'm making myself more available the first week was extremely quiet and um i didn't want to pace at the office so i told my wife we're going to the lake and i handled all the calls and all the emails and everything i needed to do from the lake and definitely the first week was a week of uh understanding what we were into ever since that point there are people that are going to the office that want to hear my voice and um Fortunately, I've been able to pick up uh, personally and not let it go to voicemails often lately.
0: That's fantastic to hear. I think that's great advice. Going forward, how would someone reach out to you if they have any questions about the commercial real estate business and or maybe working with you out in Winnipeg?
2: Well, I, I Google really well. And um, to uh, to add to my business, I was on a milk carton as a child. So uh <laughs> So, so, so they, so they can find me for sure. Uh, Mark Tyson, Mark, Mark, Mark Thiessen.ca and, uh, and, uh, I come up, uh, I'm happy to answer any real estate questions, uh, as long as I have information in the market or can find information or can lead them to, a to a person or, or to just assure them of what, uh, what different avenues, uh, can be, uh, when, when I took the, the Herman Brain Dominance Institute test at Queens University, uh, it was quite funny. I had four scientist-type people come into the room, and uh, this is where my skill set comes from. They uh, they said, "Well, we, we don't think we've ever seen anyone score as low as you in the touchy-feely category, which is what you require to sell houses." And they said, "But we're absolutely certain we've never seen anyone score as high as you in the creativity factor." And when it comes to problem solving, um, variations on a lease. This is why I love doing leases because they're so So many moving parts, so many different things that you can address. It can be an amortization of, of, uh, of useful improvements to the building can be all kinds of things. And, um, there's always a solution.
0: There's always a solution. If two parties will agree to the solution.
2: You just keep throwing things at the wall and, um, and uh, come up with more creative ideas, different ways to refinance properties. There's, there's always a solution. I mean, the director type personality from the four personality types like to make their own decisions. So you throw out about 12 ideas and uh, let them regurgitate one of yours and let it be theirs. So what you're saying, that, that, that's, that's brilliant. And uh, then, they, then they have their own idea.
0: But uh, I think um, I'm going to have to look into this um, a little bit more. It's something I've used and,
2: and I've directed a lot of people to know to know who they're selling to. I, I have uh, a very good client who owns a restaurant, and uh, we are required to, uh, and I'm a foodie too, but we are required to have 30 to 45 minutes of small talk about food and recipes before we commence any business. <laughs> and let me tell you, there are other people that don't want to talk about the weather or have one minute of small talk. So you have to know who you're selling to You have to be um, a chameleon and you have to be able to change your colors.
0: You know, I agree with that completely. I know some trainers would say, you know, just be yourself and you will attract your clients that are like yourself. And I don't, you know, I think you have to be there for your client and meet them where they are, not where you are. You, you, have
2: to, you have to be there to meet them on their level. And um, I, used to, I used to have a, a residential realtor that I referred everything to because he was able to work with any situation that I gave him, no matter what it was. Someone moving into a home, uh, siblings fighting over an estate. No matter where I sent him, he was the same as I was. He, he gave the people what he, they wanted as opposed to
0: formula sales. Brilliant. Well, listen, I really appreciate you sharing. And if someone listens to this, there is a lot inside this. And I'm sure when you re-listen to it again, there's some amazing nuggets of information. Um, some of the, my takeaways currently are to be in the commercial real estate business, you have, to have, you have to be very educated. You have to really know and be able to speak a different type of language because your clientele are They're all over the map. They're huge, you know, large, large, sophisticated companies to um, small mom pop shops. And you have to be able to communicate in such a way that leaves whoever you're communicating with feeling confident in your abilities. Secondly, you have to have a lot of patience to be in this business. A lot of patience, right? You're not going to get that fulfillment every single day. So you have to really enjoy the process of being in the business of commercial real estate because you're you know the end result which is a deal is not going to happen every single day and that's those are some of my strong takeaways today i appreciate it
2: thank, thanks so much for having me on richard i really
0: appreciate it i do um thank you again good luck with the market out there um and if i can ever help you in any way mark please let me know i will thanks again have an amazing day take care
1: Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you've heard, and you're interested in seeing if you are fit to work with Peak Results Academy, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to peakresultsacademy.com call. That's peakresultsacademy.com call and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, what do you really want out of life and your business? Number two, what is not working for you today? and number three the exact strategy you should be using to create massive change in these areas remember changing your life and creating massive results does not happen by itself you need expert guidance to make it happen we're helping clients all over the world create peak results in their health in their businesses and in their personal lives to see if we can help you do the same head over to peakresultsacademy.com slash call we'll chat soon